welcome to the show, Alexis. Um, how long have we known each other now? Probably, oh probably more than fifteen years for sure, because it was middle school. I think we've known each other since at least middle school, <sighs> right? Because I remember I got to really know you in. I believe it was like Mr. Snar's history history class. class. That's right. And we were all the outcasts. It was me, you, Dustin, and I think Jason Lindorf and all of us in the back corner of the classroom. And I remember we had, uh, we were all in like this fucking stupid band. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, hey, do you want to be our band manager, bro? <laughs> yep. So I was your band manager in like middle school, even though like I don't even know what that means because it like, means absolutely it means nothing. nothing. It's just like, I'm part of the band, kind of, <laughs> but I don't have any musical ability or talent. No, it was fun. I remember, yeah, kicking it around with you guys and band practices and definitely Mr. Snar's history class. Oh yeah. Yeah. All the each other for a long time. All the trouble that I and others got into that class because we never paid any attention and we all just oh, bullshitted sure. in that back corner. Yeah. And then through high school we kind of didn't hang out as much. We kind of went our separate ways and that's kind of how it's been throughout life. And you got to know one of my ex girlfriends a little bit, Mariah. Do you remember Mariah? Oh, yeah. I think she was friends with uh, another friend of mine through high school and things like that. Because I was hanging out with people a couple years older, I think, when we got into high school. And then I ended up graduating early, like halfway through our senior year. You did? So, yeah. I did the same thing. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Why did you graduate early? I just I wanted just, to be out of there. I, I mean, all of my, a lot of my friends were dropping out and stuff. And I was like, well, I don't want to drop out. You know, I'm, I had credits that I could get done with packets and stuff. I was pretty much there. So graduated early. Moved on with my life. Yeah. That is so amazing because that is the like to the T, the exact same thing I did. I was like, I hate it here. It's too clicky. It's yeah. crazy. All the people that I actually like are dropping out of high school. Or have already graduated. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, and it, you were at Copper Hills as well, right? Yep. Yeah. And I just like, in, in hindsight, I think back, I'm like, you know what you should have done is took concurrent enrollment classes because right. they were damn near free. And I could have done that my whole senior year. But instead, I was like, I'm graduating. I'm getting the hell out of here. I left and I went and got in the workforce. And I was like, I want back in high school. Yeah, wait a second. <laughs> that was a little bit easier. No, I, I agree. I was like not going to school so much anyway. So I was like trying to get out of there as quickly as possible and then ended up going to school for medical assisting, which I realized with the concurrent enrollment classes, I could have done that in high school and had it done with but in hindsight kids stay in school get get it done early so you can move on with your life oh no <laughs> kidding because college because i did out of high school i went into college i went to slick and i did a semester there and i was like this is a bunch of bullshit this yeah. is a lot of money these books are fucking stupid like i'm spending tons of money on college books and then when you go to turn them back in they're like we'll give you 15 bucks you know yeah it's so hard it is it is definitely a money pit i know a lot of people are dealing with you know student loan debt and things like that so fortunate not to have too much of that going on but yeah it was a good opportunity for me it kind of laid a foundation for i learned a, lo a lot about human anatomy and physiology you know going to school for medical assisting so, so did you graduate with that certification and everything i actually ended up dropping out right before i was going through a lot of personal stuff at the time um i mean out of high school i just had a lot of anxiety depression string of tragedies in my life um 
it was actually kind of my uh, my grandpa's passing, <clears throat> excuse me, that really triggered kind of a change in my life. You know, I got out of high school, was partying a whole bunch, working a couple of jobs, going to school, just burning the candle at both ends, just going, going, going. Um, but after my grandpa passed away, it was kind of just a, a shake in my life, just kind of rattled me in a way that made me kind of stop and rethink how I was living my life and made me want to make some changes. So, and that was about 10 years ago. So yeah, kind of, kind of crazy. That's amazing. Works. Yeah. Cause I, I kind of had a similar situation out of high school. I started going to college and I was working at a music store that I had been working in, uh, all through junior high and high school. And I was I trying to, that. yeah, at that guitar store yep. in Jordan landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I decided quickly that, uh, oh, yeah, all those chickens up there, by the way. They're keeping me entertained. So I had decided that, you know, I'm going to go to college, you know, because that's the thing to do, quote, right. unquote, because that's what was expected, I think, of every one of us in high school at that totally time. Was, yeah. You know, they don't push any of the trade schools or other career opportunities. It's like if you don't go to college, you're going to be a loser. Yeah. So I was like. Well, I better go to college and then quickly figured out I don't like this. It's not really my thing. So I did kind of the trade school route. I went to uh, EMT school. And so I have like a small understanding of anatomy and things of, like that. And then I went to the West Valley City Fire Academy and did all that. And at that time, after I graduated with my certs and everything, getting on like a fire department was so hard. Oh, like really? you were testing with hundreds of people for three four positions oh, so i still have my certs so i guess i could technically go apply still but i've gone such a different way in my life and my path that now i think back i'm like wow you like know a different lifetime ago yeah right yeah. and it's so interesting with you because i kind of remember out of high school you were kind of you turned into kind of like Alexis the partier a little bit maybe <laughs> yep for sure uh, like I said running around burning the candle at both ends um, even through school and stuff um, yeah let's see something happened upstairs <laughs> <laughs> I know the dogs are oh, barking up there there's dogs and there's chickens up and around <laughs> um, yeah it was really that kind of experience that made me just slow down and Okay, wait, what do I want out of my life? What, no. you know, path do I want to take? What do I want to do rather than just chasing the party or, you know? Was that the an experience with your grandfather? Is that what you said? Yeah. So after he had passed away, uh, yeah, I was going to school at the time. I was like working part time at 24 hour fitness, um, just kind of trying to find my way, trying to find my footing. So I don't know, I guess I've kind of always been interested in health and fitness. And that was kind of a start to my own journey to slow down and focus on myself and building up my own health because my grandpa had so many health issues. I mean, he had cancer, heart disease, diabetes, like all of the things he had, you know, a broken back and spinal degeneration, just almost any health issue that you could name. He had it and it just really opened my eyes to you know, life is short, time is limited. I mean, even just in that time of my life, in those few years, I lost so many friends and family members just like in a string. And it just, like I said, opened my eyes to, holy shit, life is short. Like I, I need to 
be as healthy as I can be, take care of myself and and figure out how to enjoy life. I mean, I spent half of my life being anxious and depressed and just paralyzed with fear at times and not able to live my life, you know, afraid of that. So it's been just a complete 180 to be able to be excited for every day and wake up without that paralyzing anxiety or fear in my body. So that's amazing. Yeah. You um and definitely it goes to show not only like seeing how you carry yourself and how you can just like openly communicate about those things, but also like your physical appearance changed drastically. I oh, remember in your late teens early 20s you were kind of a little heavier right oh yeah I always have been um I've always been heavier through my life I've always had kind of an unhealthy relationship with food I didn't know how to take care of myself or eat regularly or anything I've really been in kind of a survival mode for a lot of my life and didn't realize it um so yeah learning how to slow down and take care of myself and like you said even just how I carry myself how I am I mean I didn't know what it was like to want to live like quite frankly like I wanted to die all the time like I just didn't know what it was like to embrace life and feel like I belonged in it in my own life so um, it's just been an amazing experience to be able to take control of my life live it the way I want to you know make choices that I feel good about um, and my heaviest I was probably in the 230s, I wasn't really getting on a scale at that point in my life. Yeah. But in an unhealthy relationship, um, a lot of unhealthy habits. I think I was still training in Muay Thai at the time, um, but just so unbalanced in my life that, you know, I was, yeah, probably the, the highest I saw the scale was around 230. And then at my lowest uh, healthy weight, uh, when I fought so my fighting weight was 135 pounds and wow. 140 so that's a hundred I lost 100 pounds, pounds wow. between my heaviest weight and my lightest fighting weight so that is not something that's done easily it's definitely not and I've even been through I mean in the last 10 years I've lost and gained this same chunk of weight a lot of times over too I mean I've done all the crash diets I've done you know different popular fad diets and things like that but through in the last couple of years um went and got my uh, personal training certification through the International Sports Science Academy. I'm licensed with the National Council for Certified Personal Trainers. Um, and it's just helped me to build a stronger foundation for myself um, and be able to sustain, you know, a lifestyle. That plus I've kind of built this active lifestyle that supports that progress that I've wanted to make as well. You have, um, you know, I remember following you on social media and I was seeing that you were getting really into is it Muay Thai? Yeah. Was that the first uh, thing you got into? Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I would have loved to. I was always like, I want to do karate or I want to do I want to do all the crazy sports like I want to play hockey or dirt biking and just like things that girls didn't have opportunities in back then. Um, but, you know, had limited opportunities um, growing up with a a mom that was divorced twice, you know, and things like that. So didn't always have opportunities for extracurricular activities. Um, they tried to get me to play soccer, but I was too chubby to run and I didn't have the attention span to play goalie. So <laughs> couldn't really get into soccer. Um, I love watching it now, but um, yeah, I couldn't play it when I was younger. I wasn't into it. Um, what, what age did you find Muay Thai at? Oh, gosh, probably 21 or 22. It's been about 10 years now. And it was one of those things... 
I feel like I kind of found serendipitously because I had people from different areas in my life that were involved with the same gym. Um, and I even, I mean, I was living downtown at the time and the, the old coach and owner of my gym lived in the same building I was living in. And the month I moved out of there was the same month I started training in his gym. Wow. So I don't know. Looking back on it, it felt like a kind of a serendipitous experience. Um, Are you still at that gym? Yeah, I own it now. You're the owner of the yeah. gym. Yeah. Uh, I didn't the, know that. Oh, I really? thought you were just like like a part-time manager or something. No, I mean, I've been the facility manager and helped run the place for years and years. Holy cow. So this has become year. your, this is your life. Yeah. Like, 100%. wow. SLC Muay Thai is my brand that I established and built from the ground up. So. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I always remember following you and like, I thought you were like, I, I remember watching your story over social media and seeing you kind of first get into it. And then you started actually fighting, correct? Like I took a fight. So I've, I've trained twice for a fight. I was registered for a tournament several years ago, like in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, ended up getting injured in that camp. So I didn't compete, but I supported a couple of teammates that went down and competed. Um, and then in 2019, took a kickboxing fight. Uh, got my butt kicked by a more experienced opponent who's now in the pro MMA circuit. Or, well, I think she's still fighting amateur, actually, but training like a pro out there in Vegas with other badass female fighters. Um, so, yeah. And then ever since then, it's been trying to just keep this gym running and build the brand and and keep it going. So that's amazing. Right. But yeah, as of last year, it's been officially one year. Um, I was laid off of my full time job last year. Um my mom was the previous owner of the gym. She signed it all over to me last year because I was laid off of my job. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I had a lot of support in my family for just diving in and going 100% and full time at SLC Muay Thai. So wow. that's what I've been doing. So explain to me, because I'm not educated mm -hmm. in the sense of like mixed martial arts. Muay Thai, is that does that fit under that? MMA umbrella? Yeah. So MMA stands for mixed martial arts, which means different types of martial arts, right? So you'll have your striking grappling arts, um, variously interchanged. So Muay Thai, um, was developed in Thailand as a hand-to-hand -hand combat. They call it Muay Boron as the ancient boxing. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's mostly striking. They call it the art of eight limbs. So you've got punches, kicks, knees, and elbows, which really kind of drew me to Muay Thai. I'm like, that's super badass. I think the first exposure I ever had to Muay Thai was like flipping through the channels on the TV when I was younger. And like these guys were beating each other with sticks for conditioning. And I was like, oh my God, that's hardcore. What are they doing? <laughs> that's Muay Thai. Oh, if I want to do that. That's badass. Um, but yeah, uh, just getting into that, I totally fell in love with it. Like I said, I worked at 24 Hour Fitness. Like my stepdad was a gym rat, but I still couldn't get into like, I started running after my grandpa died. Um, that was something that I really didn't enjoy before. Like I said, I hadn't carried a lot of weight. I didn't enjoy running. Cardio wasn't fun, but that was something that I found when I first um, kind of started my health and fitness journey. And then the Muay Thai, that was just, I was like, this is badass. I want to do this. I can do this. Like, this is awesome. And I was just completely hooked. So so are you uh, primarily versed in the Muay Thai? Do you go into any of the other oh, man. realms? I've, I've taken about a handful of jujitsu classes. I always say I know I know where I don't want to be and I know enough to scramble a little bit. But <laughs> definitely, I'm as they would say in the jujitsu world, I'm very much a white belt. Um but looking to do more of that, I feel like now that I've gotten kind of my schedule figured out and being full time in the gym, I'm, it's hard to 
not train full time and burn yeah. myself out. Um, also doing personal training as well. Um, but I am trying to fit that back in my schedule so that I can develop more. I keep saying it's only taken me 10 years of Muay Thai to do grappling and MMA, but some people never do. Some people stay with just the striking and some people just like the grappling. Gotcha. So, kind of two different things. Um, is there a belt system in Muay Thai as well, or is it kind of... No, uh... not in Muay Thai. Um, traditionally in Thailand, they kind of just go off of experience and fight experience. I mean, Thai fighters will have hundreds of fights, um, but they don't generally talk about like their win and loss record. It's I've had 150 fights. I've had 175 fights. I've had 250 fights. You know, it's not... I've had this many wins and this many losses. It's just off of fight experience and, and getting out there. Um, so can... talking about that real quick, yeah. you um, mentioned that you did have one fight where you kind of got your butt kicked. Uh -huh. Was that eye-opening or was that a humbling experience? Like, Oh, for sure. Because some people would take it as son of a bitch and they would give up or, you know, drop out and never want to do it again. But yeah. it seems like you just learned from it. And, you, and, and the cool thing is, is you give credit to your opponent of being just like, Hey, she was really good. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a couple of sayings in the martial arts world. You know, they say you don't lose, you learn. You know, you win or you learn. Um, but even with winning, like no matter what your experience in there, it you always learn something about yourself. It's always a, a challenge. Even just the camp, you know, your preparation getting into the cage, it's, it's a valuable experience that teaches you a lot about yourself. Uh, my whole journey with that fight was really kind of uh, just controlling myself and my own nerve and my own conviction and my own fears and stress and anxiety. You know, I wanted to get into that cage without fighting with myself. I think that's what it was for me wow. um, to be able to get in there and face someone else and yeah, not, not be fighting with myself to be there, which I achieved. Um, you know, I got into that cage, not, fighting nerves not fighting emotions I was cool and calm and it was almost to a detriment because I it took me a while to flip that switch on um in fact there was a moment where I did mentally give up it was probably in the second round but I distinctly remember thinking like I've lost there's nothing I can do like I I could and should just give up you know I'm I'm done mm -hmm. um but then I also had this moment where I'm like well you know, I'm, I can't give up. Like I, that wasn't really an option for me just to stop fighting or not give up or, you know, to give up completely. Um, so yeah, I hung in there, uh, went three rounds. Uh, another saying we have in the martial arts industry is three rounds, uh, is more, three rounds of experience is more valuable than a first round knockout. Yeah. So at least I know that I can go in there, you know, and hang for three rounds. Yeah. I can only imagine like thinking about um because like growing up i had a huge problem with uh like stage fright and like performance anxiety and my current job has through exposure has forced me to conquer that because i've yeah. had to go on the news do tons of presentations in front of crowds that are hundreds you know and teaching and all this so like to be able to go in there, because I'm thinking about all the nerves I have to fight at times as a performer, and then you're also fighting someone. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. I can imagine that that is extremely difficult. Yeah. So you're fighting the performance people, like everyone watching you. You're fighting an opponent 
And like you're saying, you're also fighting your own emotions and own struggles. Exactly. So that's cool that you did that. That's like uh, hats off to you because I could not get in the <laughs> ring with someone. Thank you. Yeah, def definitely takes a certain kind of person, I guess, to get in a cage or a ring with somebody. But yeah, like you said, it's something that I remind, you know, my students of I'm, I'm full time training at this gym now. Um, you know, I try to tell people when they're learning something new, sometimes I'll see people like beating themselves up, you know, like they'll miss something or forget to do this or that. And they go, oh, like, oh, crap, you know, and they'll, I can see them beating themselves up mentally. And I always say, like, hey, don't beat yourself up. Somebody else is trying to do that. Like, let the battle be out there and not in here. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some patience. And isn't it such a amazing experience? Because not that I do anything like you do, but I teach people to drive 40 foot vehicles that they've never driven before. Dude, that scares the shit out of me. Like <laughs> you do cool stuff too. That's like, oh uh, yeah, that scares the crap out of me, man. But it's so awesome to see when people it's not awesome to see them struggle, mm -hmm. but when they when it clicks and they yeah. get that boost of like, I can do this. I can actually do this. And that boost of confidence. I always remember when we take our recruits from day one and we get them behind the wheel of this vehicle and they're like, oh, shit. And they're hitting curbs. <laughs> Completely nervous. Yeah. Sure. They're shaking. Yeah. They're I can always tell when they're not breathing because they're just like <laughs> stiff as a board. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's funny you say that because like that's kind of a practice at our gym that we're really emphasizing right now is like learning to breathe and controlling your breath because that's a lot of people will clench and hold their breath and forget to breathe. And this is an endurance sport. Like you need oxygen you need <laughs> flowing to your body and your brain. So you really it's really important to breathe. Um, so it, I mean, you're all of 32, 33. Yeah. I just turned 32 last week. So That's yeah. amazing. So you've gone from getting into Muay Thai for health and fitness to actually competing in the sport itself. And now you're the owner of a gym and a personal trainer yep. on top of that. So that's got to take a lot of your time and a lot of your, yeah. Um, one of my, I don't know, like greatest gifts slash downfalls is that I have a tendency to be a workaholic. Like I said, even in my younger years, I, you know, just fill my schedule, you know, working two to three jobs and going to school and partying full time. Like just if there were holes in my schedule, I was trying to fill it. But and that might have been some kind of a trauma response or something looking back at some point. But um, I'm really trying to balance my schedule and balance my calendar, especially having such an active job. Um, I'm really trying to balance and focus on rest and recovery as well and not overload myself on a consistent basis because that's really easy for me to do. So kind of right now what my schedule looks like is, um, I mean, I'm at the gym once or twice a day. I try not to be there three times a day, but it happens sometimes. But <laughs> uh, yeah, once or twice a day, five or six days a week. Um, it took me a while to decide, okay, I need to take a day off. I'm going to take a day off and try not to do anything gym related. Um, cause also when it's something that you love and you're passionate about, it's easy to get sucked into it and be there and do it all. The I mean, I was there for like five hours yesterday and I didn't even realize until I said to someone, oh, I was at the gym from like 10 to three or four yesterday. And I was like, holy shit, I was there all day. It's supposed to be my half day. Um, but yeah, I usually try to go, we have morning classes and we have evening classes. So I'll go for 
two to four hours in the morning and then another two to four hours in the evening. So do, Monday you, through Friday. do you have employees as well underneath you? That kind are... of. So I have coaches that I'm contracted with um, that help us out. It's I couldn't do it without the team that we have. Um, all the support that we have in that community is just amazing. I mean, I have guys that have been in that facility since it opened. So they've been there for more than 10 years. You know, they're like, I always joke that they're older than the four different layers of paint on the walls because they are. They've been there <laughs> since the beginning, you know, and um, they're just so valuable to me and the community. They they make us what we are. Um, so, yeah, I'm really fortunate that we have so much support, um, so many great knowledgeable people on our coaching team that help us out. So there's no way that I could do it all by myself. Um, but yeah, we are all coaching. We have like five or six coaches and we're all coaching two to three classes a week. So nobody's too overloaded. Nobody gets overwhelmed. Um, we have some flexibility if anybody needs time off or calls out or gets sick or anything like that. So was it hard for you? Because I see the, the level of, um, or the community and like the fitness community and everything. I don't want to say it's like predominantly male, but mm -hmm. it seems like it should be or not, oh, sh totally not should is. be, but it, it is. <laughs> but, um, so for you as being not only a coach as a female, a participant in the Muay Thai community as a female, but an owner of a gym, how, how are you perceived? Are you with respect and love or? Yeah, for the most part. Yes. Um, you know, there have been some experiences where, I've been kind of disregarded that, oh, you're the owner. Oh, you're the coach. Like, yeah, okay. You know, I, I've never claimed to be the best out there, or the most experienced out there. Um, but I think what sets me apart is just my tenacity and unwillingness to give up, you know, on my team and um, on our community. But um, yeah, it's definitely a, a male dominant industry. Um, that's something I'm really working on right now, getting more of the females together, especially in the striking world. You know, we're kind of peppered all throughout the gyms out there. Um, so I'm trying to get more of the females together and build more community because like when it comes time to compete, for instance, the pool is just smaller. It's harder to find opponents out there in the world um, just because the pool is smaller. There's not as many people. Um, but one thing I found, um, it's really important for me to be kind of forward and upfront about us being a, a women-owned and women-led gym because I feel like that drives away the wrong people. You know, if anyone has a problem with that, I don't want them at my gym. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, our community is amazing. I am blown away and I get emotional like on a weekly basis just at the the love and support that we have in our community. So it's amazing. I couldn't ask for anything better. Now, what would you say to someone who would, especially female, because like me, like Alex is always trying to get me to go do do. Uh, jujitsu yeah and i'm like no bro <laughs> he, started with muay thai. he started with muay thai did he yeah that's that's kind of how i reconnected with you i was at a his birthday party weren't we at like some dive oh, bar yeah, like some irish dive sweet. bar i remember that yeah that and was i was like the last time we hung out fucking alexis is here like you know alex and oh yeah it the gym world the muay thai world and yeah. so he's kind of doing jujitsu and he's like you need to go do it and me, I'm like, no, I like to just be alone at the gym. Right. I feel like jujitsu is a difficult one for introverts because it goes for like, it's really extreme. Like people who are pretty like good in their space and like settled in their life, like, oh, I'm going to have someone really up in my shit, like 
like really up in my shit <laughs> a lot, you know. There's a little bit more distance. There's, you know, you don't need contact for Muay Thai as well. So um, so what do you say to someone like that's considering it like and on the female front, especially yeah. that's like maybe like, hmm, maybe I could get into this and not yoga classes because. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I think that you should do both, you know, do your flexibility practice and uh, your Muay Thai. But um no, one of my missions with the gym and with SLC Muay Thai is to just remove those barriers to training. Um, I had common misconceptions before I started training, like, oh, I'm going to get hurt. I need to make sure I have good health insurance or, oh, there's not going to be any other girls to train with or, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be accepted. Any of those misconceptions I had were just like totally, completely wrong. So one of my missions as a gym owner is to help remove those barriers. I truly believe that martial arts training is for everyone. Um, I don't believe that you need to be a pro athlete or an elite anything to train in a gym or to train with fighters. Um, there's different levels and abilities. Like I said, even with Muay Thai, um, if you're someone who doesn't like contact or doesn't want to be hit you don't have to you can still learn uh techniques and maneuvers that i mean movement's good right everyone needs exercise oh yeah movement, but it's great to learn a practice where you're also developing practical skills um that's another thing i love about our gym is all of our coaches have also competed so one thing that we like to focus on is developing good habits from the get-go so even if we're not hitting anything, even if we're just shadow boxing or doing drills, we're really focusing on good habits so that if you do get into sparring or if you do get in a self-defense situation, you've got good habits that aren't leaving you vulnerable. Because I had to learn the first couple of years, I just learned to hit the bag, right? Just throw the punch, just throw the kick. And then by the time I went to go spar, I was completely vulnerable because I had all of these bad habits built up that I wasn't even really aware of at the time. So having to unlearn all that, relearn other habits, it just completely delayed my training. Um, so yeah, when it comes to coaching and developing others, we really try to emphasize that good technique from the get-go. That's awesome. Um, does Muay Thai uh, kind of translate into the world of self-defense? Is it a good sport to get into to learn self-defense? Absolutely. I would say the two practices, like I said, of mixed martial arts, there's a lot of different types of martial arts out there. I would say the two most prominent best for self-defense would be Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu. Really? Yep. Yeah, because Jiu-Jitsu would be more the hand, or not the hand-hand, but the like grappling. on the ground, yeah, grappling. Yeah, so the ground, the grappling, um, takedown defense, controlling joints, controlling limbs. Um, yeah, definitely those two, which we actually do offer now at SLC Muay Thai. We have Snake Pit MMA who lives in our house. They train with oh, wow. us. Um, Jake the Snake Paul, who's a great local fighter. Um, he's somewhat retired now. He hasn't fought for a long time, um, but he's got Snake Pit MMA team. They've uh, been at our gym for like three years now. That's cool. Um, they're awesome. They're great people, great team. Um, they do Nogi Jiu Jitsu Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, right after Muay Thai class. So we do have, if you want to combine both or if you're doing MMA and um, or Jiu Jitsu and you want to kind of combine both, we we do offer both of those. Well, that's awesome. And that's something that it's good to see skills that also translate into the real world because self-defense is something I always tell everyone if you, you know, and I'm no, I don't know how to grapple, do any of that stuff, but I'm like, at least learn to punch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause you never know when you're going to get into a situation with someone out there, mm -hmm. you need some, level of self-preparedness some level of like okay i can at least try and semi handle myself yeah. i always tell people the the best thing for self-defense is 
to just get out of the damn situation oh, immediately. Never get your ego going. Yeah, but. and any good martial arts gym is going to tell you that first and foremost. If you go to a gym that says, no, go start fights, like whatever, like no, go the other way. That's that's toxic gym culture. But um, no, it should be evasion. That's kind of the first thing that we teach is if you can get out of the way or avoid the situation, avoid the danger, do that. That's option number one. But if you can't, you at least want some options and some tools to back you up. I mean, even simple things like learning how to breathe. You know, oh, we just yeah. talked about breathing when your body goes into fight or flight. Sometimes it's hard to regulate your breathing in that um, your heart rate and things like that or uh, how to fall down, you know, and break fall. If you don't know how to fall down and uh, somebody knocks you down on the street, you don't want to crack your own head open, right, or get some gnarly concussion. So yeah, just a lot of little things. I mean, self-defense courses are great. Um, it's great to, you know, take those classes and build awareness. But to really build that muscle memory, I highly recommend consistent ongoing training at least two to three times a week. I mean, there's MMA and jiu-jitsu gyms all over the Salt Lake Valley. I recommend anyone get into one. If SLC Muay Thai is too far for you or not accessible to you, um, yeah, let me know. I'll make a gym recommendation. I think everyone should train. Yeah, and that's that's what I tell to everyone. I do more like uh, firearms stuff oh, myself. Yeah. So I do a lot of like um, we go to the gun range and go shooting a lot. And I'm always teaching my girlfriend how to hold the firearm, how to shoot. And it's you can't just go out once a year with that stuff. It's right. like, no, you're not going to be proficient with this extremely deadly tool that you need to know if you use it, you know, what the repercussions are, how to use it. Right. You know, I have a. I have a friend at work that I was kind of talking with about weapons. She was like, yeah, I have a pistol at home. And I was like, okay, for self-defense and everything. Yeah. And she's like, I have the clip over here and the gun over here and this over here. I'm like, how are you prepared if anyone actually comes into your house? Like, right. and then, then on that, it scares me. I'm like, you need to go out to the range and become proficient on this because you're just going to be blasting holes into your neighbor's walls. Oh, like God, if someone yeah. breaks in, you know, so it's kind of like one and the same thing. Like you said, muscle memory repeated. You can't just learn the skill once and then, okay, I got this, you know, yeah. especially when you get into situations where you're in danger and you start to get that tunnel vision, oh, yeah. that muscle memory is going to be your biggest, you know, saving grace Yeah. where like instead of panic taking over, you know, they always say what you, uh, you do things how you practice them. You oh, know, yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, our MMA coach says all the time, that's what shit that Jake Paul says, uh, practice makes habit. Yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever you're practicing, practice doesn't necessarily make perfect unless you're practicing perfectly, right? But whatever you are practicing, that's going to be the habit. And I, I like that you also brought up that you you yourself had bad habits, like in the oh, driving sure. instruct in, in drive in the driving instruction, say that three times, mm -hmm. um, I have to correct people's bad habits all the time. You know, like you can't have one hand on the steering wheel, dude. You're driving a 32,000 pound vehicle. You yeah. got to have two. And it's just bad habits. Well, and that... I feel like those take longer to break than learning. If you learn a thing one way, one time, it's easy. It's just, oh, this is the way it's done. This is the way it's done. That's what you know, right? You know exactly. that that is the way. But when you have a bad habit, you have to go through that process of breaking, breaking it. it down. And breaking that muscle memory, that, that thing. Yeah. So when you... You started off doing this and you became this gym owner now. What made you want to teach? Because I think there's something that's very familiar to people who do teach. What yeah. No matter what the skill is that they're teaching, I always find 
people who do teach those skills to people, whatever it is, to be fascinating because you want to bring people up. What made you want to start teaching and instructing in that? It was honestly something that was kind of thrust upon me. Like when we first, when my family first bought the gym, uh, the old Thai coach, um, it seemed like we were going to be in a partnership. He was like, I want to train and I want somebody else to deal with the money and the memberships and all of that stuff. So it seemed like it was going to work out. Um, but he ended up taking off and had some health issues and basically retired. So, um, we weren't really expecting that. I, I kind of had to help cover all of these classes. I mean, I was helping out anyways. Um, I was helping corner fighters and helping with some classes here and there, but I never, it was never my goal setting out to be a full-time trainer to, to be doing that. I quit like one of the jobs I had at the time, you know, cause I had multiple jobs. That was my life. Um, <laughs> And, you know, was just trying to keep the gym open, keep the gym afloat. But um, there is, you know, if you know something well, you can teach it, right? So I feel like it's good for any student in martial arts. I feel like most of us consider ourselves to be lifetime students, right? There's always something to learn. There's always a variation. There's always a new technique. Um, You'll never have mastered it all. Um, Where was I? going with that oh but if you um if you know what you're doing or if you are in a position where you have to teach or show a technique it really makes you think about it from a different way you know as you've instructed things when you they say if you don't if you can't explain something simply you don't know it well enough yeah so I remember in my early days of coaching um and helping out I would have people ask well how do you cut that angle how do you do this or that and I realized that oh, wow, I was never taught that. It was just something I picked up. So some of the things I'd have to go back and, okay, this is this is how we develop that. This is how it works. This is a way to teach it um, and things like that. So so you literally just kind of fell into the teaching aspect of it. it yeah, was... definitely did. Um, but I was fortunate, like I said, fortunate to have uh, a lot of great teachers, a lot of great support, you know, the other coaches that we have in our gym. I, you know, was never doing it all by myself, which was great. And now you're doing personal training as well. Is that in Muay Thai or is that fitness kind all of around? Kind of both. So I offer uh, like one-on-one introductory lessons. There's a lot of people out there who want to build a little bit of a foundation and some confidence before they just jump into a class. Um, but also, if anybody out there wants to jump into a class, we do have the most friendly and welcoming environment out there. So um, yeah, feel free to do that. But if you do want the extra one-on-one attention, or I have some people who can't make it to the regular classes, um, we'll do one-on-one lessons outside of the regularly scheduled classes. But then I also have, um, some people with the personal training and coaching that will have like very specific goals that we're working towards. Um, so it kind of goes both ways and I'm happy to intertwine them as well. I mean, I have some clients who are, you know, training for, you know, big hikes when they're traveling, but we're also doing some cross training with the MMA and Muay Thai because it's fun and they enjoy it. Right. So, um, it's even really common. A lot of people who are into like hiking and biking and summer sports, they'll cross train in, you know, kickboxing, MMA, come get their cardio in. Um, so yeah, it's like I said, it's for everybody. There's, you know, all kinds of benefits to it. Just the cardio, the picking up a new skill, just getting your movement in, uh, the community. I mean, I know I've mentioned before how great the community is, but just that sense of community has been so great for not just my mental health, but I know others as well. So that's like a huge component that I feel like is key. 
Well, that, that's that's one thing that I, I got to give a lot of respect to you guys for because you don't get a lot of the community and stuff when you go to just like the basic like gym, like Vasa or, you know, your rec center. People are usually there, headphones on in their own space, not really interacting with anyone else. Or you get the very high driven egos, like the guy that lifts all the weight he can and then Throws slams it. it down on the ground, like, oh, you know. Um, so, I mean, props to that because I think the fighting communities, no matter what uh, realm of them you're in, from jujitsu, karate, Muay Thai, all that, there's just a huge community with all of them. And it seems like the level of respect. I mean, I'm sure you have people in there that are also egotistical, but yeah. you probably have, it's for the most part, everyone that I've met in that, their egos are very controlled. They're very respectful individuals like yourself, Alex, and all the other people that do that. So, yeah. I mean, when you emphasize on the community portion of this, I really, I can see that as an outsider that it's super important to you guys. Oh, I love that. I love hearing that, that, you know, even people outside of our community can see kind of what a big deal it is. You know, even, um, I forget too that, not all gyms are necessarily like that. You know, I've had members say that they've, you know, gone to other gyms or visited other gyms before finding ours um, and just not having that same friendly vibe, not having that same sense of community. So it's definitely something I'm I'm really proud of uh, cultivating is because that's always what that gym was for me. You know, it, it did so much for me in my life. I felt like I owed it to, I feel like I owed it my life, almost like I have a life debt to, pass that on to others to keep the doors open to allow that opportunity for others to find that there and when I hear I'm gonna try not to get all emotional but <laughs> there's you know guys that will tell me all the time that like this is my favorite place to be like the best part of my day is here like this is you know my my day sucked or my life sucks but here I'm happy you know and um or hearing that having that community has gotten them through dark times I mean I've definitely had times where I haven't even wanted to get wanted to get out of bed you know but I've had to show up for that community and just being there has made me feel better you know even if I'm not taking the class or doing the training but just you know being there taking care of everybody taking care of the facility has just given me a purpose and given me a drive forward so I'm I'm so happy and honored to be able to give back for this community yeah and it, it shows in your social media posts because I follow both your gym and you on yeah, my Facebook and just you can tell a good group of people and people that are like really loving where they're at when you see those posts that you make and you're you do those group posts and stuff and it's really awesome and you kind of touched on something that I think is super important and it's like the mental health aspect of fitness you know yes God, we said I have I know so many people who are so far deep down in the rut and in the dumps and things. And I hate as a society that we got like two options for those and we don't really push the other option anymore. And it's like pharmaceuticals and diet. And that's it. Yeah. It's like, just watch what you eat and take these pills. And it's like, right. well, there's a, extreme surgeries and yeah, it's, that's a big one, you know, and there's a place for everything on the table, but it seems like when it comes to the physical fitness portion of that, that that's getting like, shadow band and like oh yeah. we don't talk about that as much because some people don't they feel like inadequate for it right well and I mean I've struggled with that too like I said I've I've had my own 
struggles with with my weight, with healthy eating, with you know healthy patterns and things like that. Um, one thing that's really opened my eyes is to find movement and practices, and I don't call it diets, but you know lifestyle. I call it lifestyle choices that you enjoy that actually enrich and uplift your life. You know, if like I said, I I worked at twenty four hour fitness. I you know couldn't get into like the gym rat thing even now as a personal trainer like I appreciate and enjoy lifting weights but it's not my absolute favorite you know um but find things that you love and things that you enjoy if you don't look forward to your workout you have the wrong workout (laughs) you know it shouldn't be something that you hate or you're waiting for the end of um find move like no matter what that movement is I feel like people sometimes get stuck on oh it has to look a certain way or it has to be a structured thing or I have to pay thousands of dollars for it or it has to be this or it has to be that whatever that fake expectation in your brain is shatter that shit because it doesn't exist those are fake expectations that we put on ourselves in the world just move like just find ways that you like to move like whether that's walking I was even just listening to a podcast about doing they called them uh Oh, like calf push-ups or something where you just raise your heel. They're like, if you have a sedentary lifestyle and you can't, you literally don't have time to walk or do all these things, just sit there and raise your heels. Like there are so many ways out there that you can move your body and it doesn't have to be a lot. I mean, the health department recommends what, 150 minutes a week, which is roughly 30 minutes a day, five days a week. So Find something that you love to do. I mean, whether it's yoga, whether it's dancing, you don't have to take a dance class. Throw on some music and move, <laughs> like do shake it, in your, it. Yeah, yeah, your front room, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think that's been kind of my thing. And as a personal trainer, you know, I I don't believe in diets. I don't believe in the fads and deprivation and this and that. I believe in finding a life that you love and building a life that you love. Um, Because sometimes our choices that we don't want to make take over our lives and it's hard to break the pattern. It's hard to picture or envision something else and it's easy to become hopeless. But that's one of the things that motivates me as a coach and things that I want to help people with is understanding that there is a better life. There are better options. You know, you have support. Let me help you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I um. so like... uh... I never weighed a whole shit ton, but I got up to, I want to say like 190 when I was drinking really heavily, making poor dietary choices and being more sedentary to where it was like I wasn't out moving, mm-hmm. not doing any of that. And then through like looking at myself in the mirror one day, I was like, what the fuck, if you continue this, doing this quote unquote easy, you know, lame boring lifestyle you're gonna end up weighing even more feeling even shittier yeah and that's the thing too you you feel like shit you know you do if you're and making choices that make you feel like shit like that sucks like that's not a fun existence right like i like i said i spent a lot of my life just being miserable not feeling like i wanted to be on this planet um not feeling like i belonged in my own life and i can tell you like I said, how good it feels to be able to live a life that I have chosen for myself and that I am enjoying, you know, like I, 
I get paid to go hiking. <laughs> you know, that's another thing that I do. If people want to go outside and spend time outside, that's something we were talking about yeah. earlier is, you know, just getting out in nature. And um, I share a lot of photos on my social media of my adventures and stuff. But, you know, I found things that I love and things that I enjoy. And I've found out how to make that my life and build that into my lifestyle because it makes me happy. So find the things out there that make you happy. If you're being limited by your choices, you know, they're keeping you stuck, keeping you limited you know, find, find ways to break those limits, you know? Yeah. And, and I always tell everyone, just get up and move. Like, mm -hmm. so the first 20 pounds I lost was, I wasn't even going to the gym yet because COVID was still kind of a major thing. And yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to be in there yet, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I have started going back to the gym, but I was like, I'm just going to start walking. And I told myself every time you find yourself in a room and you say the phrase, I'm bored, Mm -hmm. You need to get your ass out there and just go for a walk. I love that. And just get moving. And that's my new rule. And I tell this to all our new employees that come in. I tell them, bus driving is going to make you a fat ass because you do not have to do a lot of movement. But yeah. luckily, in our form of bus driving, you have big layovers. Get out of the seat, park at the park, and go walk. Get those steps in, that's and awesome. it will keep you healthy. And uh, like I said, I started doing that for the first year and a half. Uh of getting back into shape and it was just making sure I was never bored. And if I was, I was walking and then I just watched my step count go up and up and up and I watched my scale go down and down and down. And now I'm back into the gym because I was like, I need to start running again and stuff. And I hate running on pavement. Like it just <laughs> oh, kills, really? kills my joints. on treadmills. I call it a hamster wheel. <laughs> See, I'm on the hamster wheel, that's, man. Well, hey, if that's what you like and that's what works for you and that's the thing, like no shame in that. That's that's what I love about, I don't know, being in the fitness industry is being able to celebrate all movements. Well, and it was like you were saying, there's so many other things as well. Like I love following your little journey on social media because not only are you really into this community of Muay Thai and um, empowering people, you're one of those people I truly think when I talk to you and I see you on social media, I feel like you're about empowering people where a lot of people feel like they're empowering themselves through people, you know? Yeah. Like I hate those fucking posts I see on Instagram and shit where they'll go give money to homeless people, yeah. but they make sure they record that shit. Yeah. I'm like, who are you actually doing this for, motherfucker? The yeah. likes that you're going to get or that person <laughs> that you just gave 20 bucks to? Like, come on, for you know? Sure. There's actually... That was something that was challenging for me was to kind of step up and own my position. I feel like I spent a lot of time kind of hiding behind my brand and giving credit to everyone else. And, you know, it also has been that community that's helped me be able to celebrate myself a little bit. But I mean, that's just who I am. I'm not I don't love to sit and talk about myself or yeah. oh, I did this. I did that. But um what are your future goals? So, I mean, you you've obtained yeah. this position that a lot of people wish they could because I find so many people saying and even myself at times even though I love my job there are times I'm like I'm spending way too much time there I need to be having my own business yeah but you you have your own business yeah. you and you're killing it and you're doing it what are the goals from what's next what's next <laughs> yeah um I don't know I was actually having this conversation a couple of days ago like there's there's really no end in sight you know first of all like there was a point, you know, when we took over the gym that, like I said, we were in survival mode. We were just kind of trying to skate by and make it month to month. Like we were barely keeping things together. Uh, I going, didn't even not to not to stop you on yeah. what's your next goal. 
But I didn't even think about that. You came on board when COVID was fucking oh, yeah. raging. That must have been a pain in the ass. Totally. It's yeah. Like I said, it's been a wild ride from, you know, losing our head coach that we weren't expecting, you know, him to not be around. And then, you know, COVID a couple of years later, it's been yeah, it's definitely been a wild ride. But I like I said, I think just my persistence, I'm not willing to give up on this. And now that, you know, we're we're doing better, we're thriving, um, you know, we're growing, we have all of these things going on. Um just to keep it going. I mean, that was always the goal anyways, you know, just to keep it going as long as we can. So, um, yeah, I'm always trying to add more benefits, more resources for our community. Um, I'd love to get, uh, a movement like a yoga practice back on the schedule. Um, I'm really just trying to fill our schedule and fill our space. Previously, we've been limited to, you know, how often people can be there, you know, mm-hmm. how, how many coaches we have and how much time. But building that community and having so many resources and so many people willing to make it happen, it's made it easier to expand the schedule. I mean, I can't be there for all the classes. All the, I'm 90% of the time the gym is open right now, I'm there. But the more help I have, um, the more we can add to the schedule, the more that we can have there. So, I mean, I even just started a partnership with a local meal prep company called Quick Fresh, um, just as a resource for, for our clients. I mean, I have so many people that are like, oh, I don't know what to eat, or I don't like to cook, or this or that, or, you know, fighters that get in a fight camp and they don't want to think about what to eat. And then they end up neglecting their nutrition and feel like crap. So, um, yeah, I'm just always looking for ways to help support our community. Um, one of the things I did in this last year was open up a little shop in our gym. Um, we weren't doing really any retail sales before. Um, but I knew, that we just needed more. We, you know, people asking me for equipment and things like that, making sure we have equipment we need, um, having things like electrolyte supplements and snacks and various other things. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to fill our schedule and make sure that our community has everything that they could need to feel supported. Um, I want to do more community events. Um, I want to do more, uh, women's outreach and women's specific events. I always want to get more women on our team and into Muay Thai, into MMA. Um, so if any women out here are hearing this and think, oh, I want to get into that, like, please reach out to me. Like I said, I'm happy to do a one-on-one introduction to get you, um, comfortable with things, or we do have that awesome welcoming community. You can just jump right in. So yeah, I'm just continuing to grow and expand. What about for yourself? So for your business, it seems like you're just on growth. Yeah. Yourself, are you, you're in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Are you getting married anytime soon? Engaged? We probably should. <laughs> We've been engaged since like before COVID, but really? I've been in no hurry to plan a wedding. I'm not one of those girls who's like had my wedding planned my whole life or anything like that. So yeah, the whole thought of planning a wedding stresses me out a little bit. Um, yeah, especially with COVID and having everything booked and everything pushed back. So, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. I mean, we're happy and not in a huge hurry. It'll I, it'll happen. Dude, I love to hear that. I love to hear the relationships that don't have to worry about, like, that marriage the label date and, the pressure and that label. And the, that's that's yeah. awesome. He's, he's very supportive of, of you and your gym and everything oh, like absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. He's definitely a part of it. I mean, we met there. He... Uh, he started training jujitsu up in Park City where he works and then actually came down to our gym to work on his striking like several years ago. So we met at the gym quite a while ago, uh, started dating a couple years later, and we've just kind of been inseparable since. And we've been 
taking care of that team together yeah. ever since. So that's awesome and amazing. Yeah. Hey, I can't thank you enough for coming on here and kind of sharing your message with fitness, Absolutely. your message of this community and your personal life as well. And I hope that everything you want comes your way. And um, real quickly for anyone that's listening, do you have social media or out, outreach that they can look for you or the address of your gym or anything? Yeah, absolutely. We're pretty easy to find. Uh, we're on all the social media, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Google, uh, just to SLC Muay Thai, S-L-C-M-U-A-Y-T-H-A-I. Um, and I run all the back end of the social media and everything. You can even text the gym number that's on Google. So yeah, all ends lead to me. So reach out if you have any questions. I'm more than happy to help you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor and my absolute pleasure. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. It's Alexis, everybody. And um, we're going to let you all go. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, I, I know I say this all the time, but be kind to each other out there. And we'll see you all later.